Might as well, dog. Don't really want to. But Might we as well, dog. We'll talk about the fast for the fourth time. Wow. Sorry. Okay. It's a bit much. <laughs> okay. As long as it's edited. <clears throat> yeah, okay. We already pressed record. Yep. Well, fuck me. What? I said fast. <laughs> <That's not good. laughs> right. Episode 52. Yeah, 52. 3, 2. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Thwack Podcast. This is episode 52. I am Damian Layla, and this is... Anthony Stevens. Yes, sir. Uh, we're back again this week. Uh, no break this time. And we got some, actually, you know, some pretty cool stuff to talk about this week, I think. Yeah. There, 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 there was a couple things that literally came pretty much back to back that I, I went goo-goo over. And uh, well, I think we'll probably cover those first. But before yeah. we get to all that, how was your week, sir? My week was, uh, it was a week. And that's all I'll say. That is extremely descriptive and makes me slightly more curious. But By didn't do curious? nothing. No. Okay. That that was never an issue. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. How? So so you didn't do nothing interesting? Um, no, not really. Um, just uh, continuing the uh, short film progress that we talk about every week. Um, now we're getting into the thick of it. Yes. Yes. So they asked pretty much all I did. Nice, nice. Yeah, we are uh, just under two months out from our first shoot day, so it's getting uh, a little bit nerve-wracking. It's getting real. It's getting stressful. Yes. Honestly, like, I mean, you have discussed this, but I think the budget part is, while it is stressful, it is definitely not the most stressful part about putting a film together. No. And this is like a, it's a small scale, so like making like a bigger movie, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. Like I'd be down for it, but I'm like, Jesus. And I would need a lot more time than a week off from work to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. the good thing about this. Like, it's going to be so stressful, but if you really think about it, it's only going to be five days of shooting. Yeah. So it's not too bad. <laughs> I think it'll be a good litmus test to kind of uh, gauge what we can handle in the future. Yeah. And I'm just trying not to think too hard about it because that's when you really screw stuff up well and especially for no, and i'm not talking chat but i'm saying especially for you just because i know how much of a perfectionist you are and before we ever fucking like finalized a script for this you rewrit it like 84 fucking times yeah it seems <laughs> you're like, like no it's not ready yeah you kept asking for it i'm like no i i, I got to tweak a couple things and i get back to you you're like yeah i did it and then i went back and i erased all that and i did it again and and i still have more ideas for it so i'm like trying to stop <laughs> yeah at some point it, it would be nice to fill everything in that you want to do but i think that's also best left in the canon for the future for bigger budget stuff yeah and who knows maybe we can we're able to make this into like a a full-length movie someday yeah that would definitely be the way to go yeah so yes sir what did you do this uh last week literally just getting stuff ready to move that's about it that's right were you packing and stuff yeah just uh i like right before i came here i was telling you like it i got everything in my dad's truck to like haul over to the storage unit and then it starts pouring rain and then as soon as i get everything in the storage unit it stops i was so pissed i was soaked my shoes were soaked like it was just it was bad but other than that i mean pretty good week nothing too extreme uh I finally got my wife to watch the uh, original It miniseries. Really? What'd she think of that? 
Uh, she liked it. <clears throat> I don't think she liked it as much as the remakes or the movies, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It doesn't hold up too well. No. The, the one thing about that movie that definitely does hold up is, honestly, as with anything he ever did, Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's like the highlight, maybe the only highlight in that movie, in that series, really. Well, it's kind of surprising because one of uh, someone's first roles was in that film, Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah, he's the nerdy dude. He's a, the, the, it comes to him as like a werewolf, right? Yes. Yeah. Because he plays Richie and Richie goes. Penny, yeah, Pennywise, I mean, not it. Yeah. He, uh, he goes and sees um, the like teenage werewolf movie and it like kind of creeps into his memory that way. Yep. So he sees him as a uh, werewolf. <clears throat> um, but it's kind of weird if you go back and you watch him in that role, you don't hear his voice at all. No, not at all. Not he, at all. he deepens it hard yep. to like, I think more than anything to match the adult actor. Mm-hmm. He does a good job because like he doesn't have his normal laugh, nothing. Like it's not him. Like the personality that we've all gotten so used to with Chris from Family Guy and all that. Like it definitely changed the game. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I was definitely happy with that. The other thing that kind of threw me off is the kid who played Bill. Uh, what happened to him? What do you mean? The kid who played Bill in uh, it, the miniseries. In the miniseries? Because he was super famous when he was a kid, and then he, like, I don't know if he disappeared or if something happened You're to him. talking about the kid with the bowl cut? Kind of. <sighs> kind of. Bill is the main kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I know what you're talking about. Let me see if I can pull up his name real quick, just because... It's going to bug me if I don't. But he was in everything when he was a kid, dude. Um, dum-dum-dum-dum. It miniseries. Where is it at? Same with um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas back then in the 90s. He was oh, in everything, too. Yeah, and didn't he become, like, a doctor or something? Did he? I think he did, and then he's only really been in, like, one or two things since. The thing I remember him the most in, or at least what I watched the most, was the Pinocchio movie. The live action oh, Pinocchio. Yeah. I remember that and uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that a lot when, like, during Christmas season. For sure. Um, so the actor's name that I was talking about is Jonathan Brandis. This guy. His name is Jonathan Brandis? If it loads. That guy. Yep, that's him. So he... Oh, he died in 2003. 27 years old. <laughs> he died? Dad. How, how did he die? Um... Now I feel weird for talking about it like he that. He would drink heavily and tragically ended his own life on November 12th of 2003. Oh, okay. Well, I have my answer on what happened to him because he was huge. And <clears throat> I think the child star thing is a big factor and probably what led him down that path. Same with a lot of actors. You know, there's, you can only find like a handful of like child actors that made it out, right? Yeah. Like Zendaya made it out, all right? Hillary Duff is like the most famous one who made it out. Unscathed. I mean, hell, look at what's going on with Britney Spears right now. Yeah, with her conservatorship, with her dad. That's yeah. a whole, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's insane. But, I mean, even look at the two Corys. Corey Haim and... and uh, oh, completely fucked. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah. yeah. Corey Haim got, the obviously, the worst end of it. Yeah. And then, um, honestly, if you even want to look at that, look at Joaquin Phoenix and River. Yeah. And their sister was an actor, too, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. And she was also married to um, Casey Affleck yes. at one point. And yeah, so yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of a sad rabbit hole to fall down, but yeah, uh, 
In the meantime, I think it's time to send the news. It's time to send the news. Do it. And yeah, we got it. We got it. Now, should I start with the, like, the coolest one first? In my opinion. Uh, if it's what I think it is, unless it's what you just showed me, then I think we should save that to the end. Okay, well then we'll go with the other one. Um, (laughs) So the new Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer came out a few days ago. Okay. And what did you think of it? I lost my damn mind for a couple of reasons. A, the acting seems pretty on point. And that's something I had faith in because you directed me to watch Kim's Convenience and Simu Lee is fantastic. Yes. Same with, uh, I'm kind of happy Aquafina's in it too. Yes. She always brings like joy and everything. I'm sort of worried that she's going to start to get overexposed. You think so? Yeah. I mean, dude, she's literally been in everything lately. Ever since, really, I mean, she's always been kind of famous, but ever since Ocean's 8. Oh, yeah. Ocean's 8, then Crazy Rich Asians really propelled her. And then then she had uh, uh, that Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. She was in The Nora, Farewell. Nora from Queens. Nora from Queens was really good. Um, And yeah, now Shang-Chi. Yeah. She's been popping up left and right. So, I mean, good for her. Fantastic. Yeah. I just don't want... And I, I don't want this to sound fucked up. This can happen with a lot of actors, but... You don't want the Margot Robbie effect? Not even just her, honestly. Uh, her? Uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy. I think Johnny Depp to a degree, too. Yes. A lot of talent gets so overexposed. If one thing works, they shove it down your throat. Yeah, especially her being in a Marvel property now. Yeah. That's only going to, like, propel her even more. Oh, yeah. 100%. I just hope she doesn't take every role that comes to her. I hope she's smart about it. Because I feel like, while I really do like Melissa McCarthy's acting, she, her weight definitely pulled her back in the means that, like, if she wanted to get healthy, she wouldn't have gotten the same roles. The same thing that happened to Ethan Supley. Mm. Because he got jacked and he has literally done nothing since. Right. Um, but, like, if you change your appearance or any little thing about what made you famous and what, like, the gag was to, like, what how she became, like, a famous comedian or comic actor, mm. um, it takes away from that, I don't want to say stigma, but, like aura about her yeah and it makes people less interested like a lot of actors when they lose weight like oh they can't be funny if they lost weight like jonah hill they did said the same thing about same thing with him so there's a bigger hurdle to changing your life when you're in that situation like but margot robbie everyone was like oh she's so attractive like she's so bankable we'll put her in fucking everything yeah well she's done very good films she's done a lot of nothings because i think she's just like taking almost every role that comes to her Right, that's what it seems like. And I think that the one that like flopped the most was that movie Terminal that came out a few years ago. It was her, Simon Pegg, Mike Myers. That really didn't do too great. I don't even remember that exactly. one. Exactly. Um, I do remember that other one she did that was... It was that like Fox News one. Where, oh, uh, Bombshell. Yeah, with Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron and um, Nicole Kidman, I think. I know she got good reception from it, but like... Yeah, it's even just, Tarzan. Tarzan, I mean, it didn't do good commercially or critically. That was a pure cash grab. Like, yeah. She needs to, like, even focus, uh, was it Focus? Focus with Will Smith. She needs to, a, a, she has a very good following. So, like, most people will pretty much watch whatever she's in. Yeah. I think she's been in more duds than there have been successes, really. Yes. But. What, she's good and everything she's in is just the movies themselves. Yeah. She will elevate a project, but at the same time. It's very easy to be the highest quality actor in a nothing film. Yeah, just like Suicide Squad, she was easily the best part in that movie. Her and Will Smith. Will Smith, I 
Some of his lines were fucking awful. I just don't like Will Smith, so I don't even bring it up. So I, I like Will Smith. I felt like he got overexposed for a really long time too. Oh, that's yeah. probably why you don't like him. I mean, everything he got everything from iRobot to I Am Legend to Dude. Also, there's just stories about him being like an egomaniac behind the scenes, too. See, I was listening to a thing with Kevin Smith today. He said that he's the least egocentric person that he's ever worked with. One of the at the time at least. That's crazy. During uh what was the movie? Uh with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I don't know why I can't think Geely? of it. No. <laughs> uh Jersey Girl. Oh, okay. Because he's in there. Um and he said like most actors come with like an entourage and at like the height of his fame he didn't yeah it's kind of weird because like you, you hear something different completely different about Django Unchained oh I'm sure yeah so I heard that too <laughs> yeah so I don't know he could but, be both ways yeah but went off on a little bit of a tangent express there but back to the Shang-Chi trailer I am so excited yeah it looks really good um we finally get the Mandarin the actual Mandarin Yes, and the Ten Rings actually look pretty boss. Yeah. Like, they, like, I know we talked about this last time, but the Ten Rings are normally, like, fingers on his, actual rings on his fingers. Yeah, actual rings. <laughs> so, it's cool, and it makes more sense that they are armbands because of a character reveal that they do part of the way through the trailer with Thing Fang Foom, who is the dragon that they steal the Ten Rings from. Yeah. Um, and where the Mandarin gets all of his power. The fight scenes between the Mandarin and Shang-Chi already look fantastic. I mean, I was talking to a guy at work the other day, and he was, like, ecstatic because it was, like, one of the few comics he actually read growing up. I was like, that's a pretty obscure pull <laughs> to just, like, I'm going to read Shang-Chi and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first one you think of. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I would have honestly never even thought of a kung fu-centric superhero. I mean, it, kung fu is a big part in like a lot of like the more grounded superheroes like batman and stuff like that but just straight kung fu like fist fighting you don't get that a lot yeah so this will be a very interesting take on this uh choreography looks fantastic and the two character reveals we got were awesome which i already mentioned fing fang foom yeah but cinematography looks really good too yes it looks like a like a lot's happening in the movie oh yeah it, it looks it's going to be visually stunning I would say almost more so even than the original Guardians, visually. Okay. Um, in a different way, obviously, because it's going to be different from space. Yeah, to and I also think, like, setting-wise, like, Black Panther had a, like, a lot of, like, colorful and, like, vibrant um, sets. Yes. And I think this one would be like that, too. Yes. I, I just feel like it's going to be a lot more set during nighttime, for some yeah. reason. Uh, just based on trailers. Yeah. Um, but we also got a big reveal at the end of the trailer that I think got me more excited than anything. Kind of like out of left field, at least yeah. for me. Like completely. Yeah. And it made it made me raise a question, but I'll I'll say who it is first. It's Abomination. Yeah. Which is crazy, and he also does not look anything like the Tim Roth version. But no, Tim Roth, as of Infinity War, was still contractually tied to the character. Okay. So. Would it not be fantastic to get him back in that role? That would be fantastic. And we don't know, because this is the first time we've seen him since then. We don't know what his role is really in this. Yeah. He could be, like, captured in this place and, like, forced to fight or whatever in that cage thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. he could be a good guy at this time. I don't know. I am excited about the visual change to him, too, though, because you have the green and the more comic-accurate look. Yeah. Whereas it felt very, like... 
placeholder bad guy visually in, in the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, he looked just like a CGI bad guy. Yeah. Which like, you can, there's still some similarities, like in the neck area, that looked the same. Like yeah. The collarbone and stuff. Well, I'm happy with that, like, fin thing he has on his head, because yeah. that's from the comics. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a different thing, but at the same time, he's, like, all green now. Mm-hmm. So that also makes me happy. It's, it's just, it's visually much more accurate to the comics, but... I will be sad if Tim Roth is not in the role, at least just for the voice. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. can have anybody play him, but the voice would be where I'd uh, right. want that. Especially because it is officially confirmed to be tied because you have the post credit stinger at the end of The Incredible Hulk with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And you still have Thunderbolt Ross from there. Right. So it would only make sense. So Shang-Chi, it says it comes out September. Is that this year? No, next year. I, thought, next year? I thought it was. Yeah, it is September. It's this year. Okay, so we got Black Widow. Uh, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man this year? That sounds accurate. Dang, so like after two years off, and they're just like hitting it hard. Well, I think most of these, at least two of these, were supposed to release last year. I think Shang-Chi Black- and Black Widow. Uh, I think it was Black Widow and Eternals. Okay. But, you no, know, maybe. I think it was all three, actually. Okay. But because I, Eternals I, was definitely supposed to come out last Black year. Black Widow's not going to do much, right? But Shang-Chi, I think, is going to eclipse it by a lot Which is out. insane, because, dude, people have been asking for a Black Widow movie for ten years now. Yeah. And it's going to piss people off, because it's not going to get the reception they want because of, A, the time they're releasing it, and the fact that they're releasing it after they already killed her off. Yeah, and do you think they were holding off on releasing Black Widow because they wanted to show a Spider-Man trailer in theaters? Maybe. That's maybe one of the reasons, but not the main reason, obviously. But I mean, I think that would be the way to go. Because, uh, A, you don't want to diminish the potential box office revenue you're going to get from some of these things. Because if they were to release a Spider-Man trailer now, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ahead of Black Widow's release... right. No one would talk about Black Widow anymore. For sure. Um, whereas Shang-Chi is an unknown entity, and it's a little bit easier for them to be like, well, we still have this thing coming, so just relax and hold on. Yeah. Spider-Man comes out, and everybody forgets Black Widow was a thing. It's just the way it is. And then yeah. especially because, and I, I, I know I'm going to get flack for this, but female-led superhero movies have not done fantastic historically right um wonder woman did really good the first one the first one yeah the second one is kind of a mixed bag just it is what it is you can't get actual numbers from that because it was a pandemic film right it's captain marvel still wouldn't have done what the first no. one did then no not at all captain marvel on the other hand i just feel i feel like that got more box office than it deserved mm-hmm. uh and it's literally i, I don't know if, that's a lot of personal opinion because of primarily the actress attached yeah (laughs) but female-led superhero films have potential to be fantastic just as fantastic as their male counterparts but they're not given the investment that the others are because it's seen as a gamble Mm -hmm. especially black adam black adam black widow at the time back then oh yeah like that would have been a real big gamble oh honestly i feel like it would have been a more for sure thing then than it is now if they were like just laid it out on the table and said, here you go. Maybe, I think the perfect time to release some Black Widow movie would have been after the first Avengers. Or even the second Avengers, because she's coming off the relationship with the Hulk. Yeah. Either one of those would have been, like, really good compared to now. Yeah, 100%. Especially because they gave you a big teaser for her in Age of Ultron. Yep. When she's in the Red Room. Mm -hmm. So, 
they wasted a lot of potential with that that could have definitely driven it forward. But yeah, and as far as these movies coming out, Black Widow obviously going to be a low spot. Shang Chi is going to get get to the heights. Eternals, I think it won't be as high grossing as Shang Chi will be. It'll be between those two. It'll be between, and then Spider Man, especially if we Spider Man is going to be what we think it's going to be. Oh yeah, that's going to be like well astronomical. I don't know if you've watched any of Loki at all yet. No, I haven't. Okay, so without spoilers, I do know. Well, my brother said they actually introduced like the multiverse in the show, basically. They literally dropped the line in the first episode okay, yeah. where they say, essentially, the timekeepers are there to make sure everything's put back in place. Otherwise, the multiverse will be plunged into madness. I'm like, <laughs> like you use the line that you've already titled Doctor Strange, yeah. too. So it's like, it's obviously setting this up. Okay. So because the, they kind of hinted at it at the on the last episode of WandaVision, right? When she hears her son's voices and shit and she just takes off. Oh, yeah. So the, the, in Loki, they just come out and say it. Yes. I will say, I wish that everything from Marvel came in TV show form at this point. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I love these event films. Like, they're fantastic. I would be happy with just doing Avengers as movies and every superhero getting a TV show. Yes. They're not going to do that because they make a lot more money with the box office. But that would be the way I'd go. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, Shang-Chi comes out September 3rd. September 3rd. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. and I will do ye. my best to be their opening day, but I can't guarantee it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to on that one, too. Yeah, that'll definitely be interesting. For sure. So, do you want to touch on the other trailer that came out this week or do you want to touch on the thing that you're itching for let's let's save that one for the last because i think that we're both like really looking forward to that one yes uh this one just came across my uh desk <laughs> and uh yeah it's really interesting uh, so quentin tarantino is considered he has considered rebooting the reservoir dogs as his swan song while i would be interested i take literally nothing that man says at face value yeah, I don't either. Um, well, he's still holding on to... Uh, he just came out a few days ago and said that his next film will be his last. He's still holding on to that. He said that like three times, though. Yeah, but he's been saying this like this one coming up will be... He's been saying that for like a couple of years now. I mean, I, I do respect it. You don't want to risk diluting his filmography, especially mm-hmm. his. It's too big to risk. Because um, he really doesn't have a dud. No, he has some, you know, that maybe people like more than others, but he doesn't have a bad movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can make, everyone has opinions, but critically and everything, he's on top. Um, but he has said so many things over the years where I'm like, dude, shit or get off the pot. Because I would love to, I, I, I would love anything by Tarantino. So I, I'm not going to argue that. But he has said he was going to do a Kill Bill 3. He has said he was going to do a Kill Bill TV show. He has said he was going to do a Jake Cahill TV show based off of the character from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He said that he was going to do... There was another TV show. I can't remember. He said he was going to do... I think they're still talking about doing it. A four-hour cut of the Kill Bill franchise. Okay, as one thing. Yeah. Yeah, like it was supposed to be. Yeah. And then there was another big thing that he was like promoting for the longest time and it just keeps... Oh, the Vega Brothers. Yep. That the, was supposed to be a, a thing at one point. You can't... I don't know if you can really do it now. You definitely could not. Yeah. It, <laughs> it wouldn't It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Homeboy is way too old, and they're both, they're both dead in the f- franchise. Yeah. So, chronologically, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that was a wasted uh, idea. Unless you do double Vega zombies. 
Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't, no. Right, and this was the quote that he gave when he was on the Bill Maher show. He said, I've actually considered making a remake of Reservoir Dogs as my last movie. And then he said, a I remake? won't. Yeah, he said, I won't do it, internet, but I considered it. Okay. So, yeah. So it was a clickbait article, yeah. essentially. But, I mean. It was worth talking about because, like, he says some wild stuff. Oh, no, 100%. And you have to put a lot of credence behind what he says because it, it's not like it's without weight. Like, he, yeah. he has done some of the my personal favorite films of all time. Yeah, me too. So, um, yeah, I would definitely kill for... If there was anybody who's going to make a tar- remake a Tarantino movie, it'd, it'd have to be Tarantino. Yeah, because, yeah, you'd run into a lot of issues if anybody else did it. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, but um, for his 10th film, I've always want, wanted him to make, like, a straight horror movie to see what he'd do with it. Ooh. But I, I don't think he will, but that's what I've always wanted to see from him. He definitely could, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely don't see him doing it either. Yeah. Um, one other big thing that happened this week. So last year, we lost the date for our most anticipated movie. Not once, but twice. But twice. I and was it's ex- all thanks <laughs> to this piece of... No, it's not a piece of shit. I mean, but I'm excited for this film, too. <laughs> yeah. But because of the global catastrophe that was COVID-19 the Batman went from June to October 1st and then from October 1st to March 4th because HBO Max was starting to put out every film on the app and in theaters on the same day Yeah. and Dune while I am extremely excited for this film bumped it out of its spot and now we have to wait an extra what is that six months six months for a film for absolutely no fucking reason yeah we could have already been watching batman right now dude i probably would have already seen it like six times could you imagine if we lived in that i mean that the sad thing is i think it was supposed to come out june june 24th something like that so yeah that's a three-day period with six viewings that he's speaking of (laughs) (laughs) um very doable depending on the film avengers endgame getting those kind of tickets that frequently would have been a nightmare think it would have been the same thing for the batman i really do and i, I think that'll be the case when it comes out in march though too I oh think it'll be a huge draw oh yeah it, it, i think it will pull in a lot more than um let's just say it the movie that broke records this week oh fast nine with 70 million in u.s box office yep I don't really want to talk too much more about that film because I'm so fucking tired of it. Yeah, we can just talk about yeah, it's the thing's still making movies. So, well, they're, now they're talking about the the finale is coming next, but it's going to be a two parter, and they're going to film back to back. I heard they were also making a Lego Fast and the Furious franchise. I heard, I heard that too. I heard the Lego Fast and the Furious, and I also heard Vin Diesel wants to do Fast and the Furious the musical. Dude, which I, would, I will gladly see that if they. <laughs> That would be, oh my god, that would be balls yeah. to the walls insane. That would be. It'd be almost as bad as Spider-Man. On oh, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the musical, I think the, they had that at one point. The only way I would watch a Lego Fast and the Furious is if, literally, I don't care what the fucking story would be, I just would want to see a tiny little Lego version of a Corona bottle. <laughs> see how that would work yeah. out. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Um... But yeah, so Dune is a shithead, but I'm still excited. Yeah, now that's been pushed back 
for the third time itself. Oh yeah, that's what so, I meant, meant to say. Yeah, I forgot October the original twenty second. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the original release date, but then it got pushed back to October first, and now it's been pushed back to October twenty second. Which kind of sucks because, like, if you think about it, they could really move Batman, Batman back to October first. Because the only other movie that's coming out is the the uh, what's it called, the Saints of uh, Newark. New- Newark. Yeah. Which is the Sopranos movie, and like I told you, it's not the same demographic, so they're not going to affect each other if they release on the same day. Yeah, but but 100%. More likely, that's not going to happen. But because it's another Warner Brothers project... Yeah, they're not going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, March 4th it is. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that's an HBO Max movie. I don't even know if that's a theater movie, is it? Uh, I think it's, they're doing the both, both oh, of them. Because okay. I know... But if you give that movie an option for HBO Max, people are going to do that. They're going to go to theaters to see. Especially because, dude, what they're going to do is they're going to binge watch The Sopranos again and then go right back into that. Yeah. So they're not going to theaters for that. Yeah. Um, I see we move on from this, though. There was one thing this week. I love Shang-Chi. This is not a backhanded nothing to Shang-Chi. It was fantastic. But this. This is the movie that I have been looking forward to. Almost, I would say as much as Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Uh, just, and honestly, only because of the director. The director? Yeah. Just what he did with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, what were you talking about? James Gunn. Yes. So, The Suicide Squad dropped trailer number three. I think it's called Rain. Yeah, I believe so. And we got, so there was one big thing at the very beginning of this trailer that got a lot of people excited, but also super pissed some people off. Super interesting. Because you gotta, how does it fit in the uh, the timeline? And that is what pisses people yeah. off. Especially because he said, he's like, you know, I wish that I made the decisions. He's like, I loved Henry as Superman, but it is canon, so whatever Superman is Superman now, it's this happened to that Superman. Oh, so they're not even talking about Henry Cavill. Yeah, but he's like, if it's Henry or if it's whoever they want to say is Superman now, just because he, I think he was saying as a blanket statement to keep himself out of drama. Okay. But he got a lot of flack for that. <laughs> so the line essentially, though, is they're talking about Robert Dubois, which is Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. And I also looked at some of the interviews with him, and we'll explain his like power set in a moment. Um, is in prison for putting... Superman into a coma for shooting him in the chest with a kryptonite bullet. Yep. I literally had to stop the trailer right there because I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was losing my damn mind because it was it was fantastic. It's something that I remember uh, did you ever watch um, Justice League Doom? The cartoon? Uh, no. Uh, so it's essentially like Batman has a contingency plan. It's also I think tied into like the whole kingdom come thing. Okay. But Batman has a contingency plan to basically take out every member of the justice league. In case they turn evil. Yeah. Um, and the thing is to shoot crypt, uh, Superman in the heart with a kryptonite bullet is his like way of getting him out. And Metallo ends up doing it. But I, I do like this way that they're going with blood sport. The only thing that irritates me is they're pretty much literally giving him the exact same fucking story arc as Will Smith in Suicide Squad. That's that's what it looks like. I mean, it seems a little bit more nuanced because he's trying to get his daughter out of trouble. He's not trying to do this just to visit her. So, like, don't get me wrong, there's the differences. But the basis of it is you have a black anti-hero villain who will do anything for his daughter, so he joins the Suicide Squad. Yeah, which is crazy, too, because I uh, I forgot Storm Reid was going to be in the movie. 
And you see her in this trailer finally. He's playing her daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, forgot she was in this. Yeah. And, dude, they have a fantastic cast. Yeah. The one I am looking forward to the most is David Desmalchin, because we got to see a lot more from him in this trailer as well. Yeah. Actually excited and happy and that's not the, saying he wanted to kill himself. That's the first time you saw him excited in these yeah. things. He's like, I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, and I got another good line from John Cena, too. Oh, my God. So, we'll get, <laughs> yeah. so there is a lot of uh, poop uh, jokes just in this trailer. Yeah. Um. So you have the initial Harley Quinn going in saying, sorry, I'm late. I had to go number two. I was like, that's going to make a lot of people look at her differently. Yeah. Um, also, then you have Amanda Waller going like, uh, so you got your job is basically to go in and uh, infiltrate this Project Starfish thing. And John, John Cena says... Oh, uh, starfish is, uh, what did you say, slang for uh, butthole? It, it, Any connection? Any connections? And it's just dead silence. She's all, no. no. <laughs> and he just writes it down. <laughs> He's all, okay, no. Yeah. Uh, his acting, like, I know a lot of people gave him a lot of shit during that Fast 9 thing where he said sorry to China like 95 times. Yeah. And he, like, super simped. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a fantastic actor. Yeah, I, he's getting better. I actually think I like him more as an actor than I do as a wrestler. And he is a fantastic wrestler. I mean, there's all the memes where he's he's fairly boring and he's like does the same thing in every fucking match. Right. But I think his acting is like at this point eclipsed his WWE thing. Yeah, and he's only gonna get bigger and his his acting has gotten way better and he is the best when he's in a comedy movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially, like, Blockers was fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. Um, And honestly, dude, I felt like for a while there, uh, what's his name that directed Blockers? It's a chick that directed Blockers. No. Yeah. It's uh the same dude who directed Knocked Up. Are you sure? I'm 95%. Because right. his wife's in it, too. Leslie Mann. Why, uh, Judd Apatow? He, yes. I think he produced it, but he didn't direct it. Oh, really? Because I thought he directed it. No, 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 no. Make me right. No, no, no. Come on. Yeah, directed by K. Fuck Cannon. Fuck me. <laughs> well, I know, I know he was. I on know set. what I'm talking about. Either way, it was an Apatow production. Yeah, it was. So, but you can tell. Yeah, but I, I know there was a lot of stuff coming out from him saying like, "Dude, this dude is like effortless, like with his t- comedic timing," which is crazy. Yeah, especially for someone who. I mean, it, it actually does make sense though, because he used to literally. Freestyle rap, his fucking insults and promos yeah. back when he started, when he was the bad guy in like, what was that, like 2004? 2004, because 2005 is when he really got big, and that's when I, he was big. Yeah, it was insane. Like, yeah. I'll never forget growing up watching all of his stuff, and like his first matches, like his first match was against Kurt Angle in the WWE. Yeah. Lives in my head rent-free. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but to see his evolution, the same way you see... Three of the biggest actors right now. Dwayne Johnson, Batista, and then John Cena. Yep. All came from WWE. Actually, Batista came out this week and said he does not want to do any films with them. Really? Which I'm like, that's a pretty big thing to go out and say, especially because Dwayne Johnson is the highest grossing box office person. Yep. Period right mm-hmm. now. That's ballsy. Yeah. But, I mean... He, he wants to very, do it on his own. He wants to be the artsy guy, too, so... Yeah, which... He's good in those more nuanced roles, those more drawn back roles. Yeah. At least in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Um, and I'm Dune. I'm pretty sure he'll be that type of, type of guy too. Oh yeah, and he's fantastic in the Guardians films, obviously. Yeah. But, 
Um, other highlights from this, obviously, you got your Harley Quinn. She's always Margot Robbie. That is one role she has down. Yeah, to a science. Yeah, it, it, it's there wasn't a whole lot to it. I honestly do wish that she took the accent from uh, Wolf of Wall Street because I watched it again this week. Yeah, that would have been excellent. It would have worked so much better than the high pitch thing she has. I mean, I get why she did I mean, it. And you could still be high pitched, but do that accent. Yeah, a lot more heavily than what she does. Yeah, and. Uh, to forget that other funny scene that involves Weasel when they're on the plane. Oh, that was fantastic. They're thinking he's a werewolf. He's like, what kind of dog is this? He's like, he looks, He's like, my money's on an Afghan dog. And she's like, you brought a werewolf onto the plane? He's like, you sat me next to a fucking werewolf? And Rick Flag's like, calm down, he's a weasel, he's harmless. We well, he did kill 27 children. <laughs> he's like, well, not harmless, but... <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, he was fantastic. Didn't get a whole lot from King Shark in this one. No, just uh, when he's distracted by the bird. And thrown into the building by the star. Yeah. By Starro. By Starro. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was... So we we got a good look at Flula Borg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Javelin. Got a little bit of a better look at Mongal. Got a better look at Blackguard, which is Pete... Davison. Thank you. Um... And then we also got that Afghan dog line was from uh, TDK, which is Nathan Fillion. Yep. Um, so it's nice to know that they'll at least have lines. Yeah. But it automatically shows me that they're going to die right away. Except for maybe TDK. Right. And I'm excited that it's rated R, so we get to really see what James Gunn can do in a, like the comic book realm. Oh, 100%. I mean, especially with a little bit more free reign, because I think he has a lot more free reign in DC than he does in... Yeah, well, because they, they saw the success that he brought Marvel with Guardians movies, so they're going to let him do what he wants. And, dude, honestly, like, as much as it sucks the way everything went down for him, if you think about this, we would have never gotten this movie if it wasn't for him getting, quote-unquote, canceled. Yep. So, or at least not at this good of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm excited all the way around. And I just don't know why Warner Brothers doesn't, like, learn from this and, like, let all their filmmakers, like do what they want they can't even keep the same fucking um owners for more than three years at a time I know. so which is kind of it's really weird how this one happened the way it did yeah it's kind of like an oddball <sighs> so hopefully the batman is the same way i'm getting my joker they let todd phillips do what he did he would do do what he want with that too so i mean yeah but i think that they felt like that wasn't a super big risk because a it was low budget and it wasn't connected and it was rated r yeah which... so they felt like they're not going to corrupt these kids' minds. Yeah, and hopefully, well, Batman's not connected, so we'll see what they let Matt Reeves do with it, but um, yes. hopefully it's all out. Yeah. That's one thing I do, I will say about Warner Brothers, is when they're starting something off, they're willing to take more risks, mm-hmm. but when they fuck up... They get reactionary. Very reactionary. The first film out of any set is the best mm-hmm. so i'm worried about aquaman <laughs> yeah because uh, wonder woman wasn't good and that had great reviews yep same with uh even man of steel even though it wasn't like critically praised it got a lot of good reception and it really B- wasn't no not, not a whole lot no it was pretty mixed um and then bvs was completely like shit canned by critics and shit sadly I, yeah. I still will stand by the fact that i liked it it had the one glaring fucking th- well two glaring things the design for doomsday was ass just doomsday in general being in the movie was ass yeah them revealing wonder woman in the trailer was ass them <laughs> essentially revealing that the whole fight was two minutes long was pretty fucking stupid yep and t- titling a movie off of a two minute sequence is 
really dumb. Yeah, basically all the all BVS was was Justice League setup. If you think about it, oh, it, that's all it was. 100%. Yeah, that's all it was. But they literally could have called it just the Dawn of Justice. They don't need Batman vs Superman. Yeah, because if you're gonna Dawn do BVS, Justice. then that's what it needs to be throughout. Yeah, no Wonder Woman, no. Uh, fucking Justice League files that already have logos on them. We had more fights from fucking Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And at least that in that one, there was a definitive... Well, I mean, there was a definitive winner in Batman Superman 2, but... Yeah. It, it, it's it's good how it is, like the Ultimate Edition, but it could oh, have been way better. That three-hour cut. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But uh, even then, it still could have been, like, way better. Still could have gotten rid of the one line, but other than that good movie yeah. don't even need to say the line everybody knows what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. um other than that in that trailer was there any other huge moments in the suicide squad trailer no i think we touched on all the big moments okay yeah so do you know what blood sports powers are in the comics uh no so the suit is brand new design it's has no relation to anything from the comics okay um along with the mask his power in the comics is to essentially, like, summon any weapon that he wants. Okay. They made it somewhat more realistic with this by making it to where his suit can pretty much turn into any weapon. Okay. Like, it can, like, form any weapon that mm -hmm. he wants. So, I mean, at least there's a little bit of mixture of, like, sci-fi in there, I guess. Right. Um... And it doesn't make it, like, super cheesy. I mean, but at the same time, it wouldn't have been the worst thing because we have fucking Polka Dot, man. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would It's not surprising that he chose the characters that he did, like King Shark and Polka Dot Man and, well, and Weasel. That, that's why I feel like he had a lot more free range because he even said when he was writing the film that when he... He, he had Idris Elba before he had Bloodsport. And okay. he knew that he wanted Idris Elba in the film. He just had to find the right role for him. Yeah. And so... Because that was, like, one of the first announcements. Yeah. Th that was the first person he had attached. Mm -hmm. Because he... Working with him in... I'm sure it was probably on set during Infinity War. Yeah. That he, they were like, we need to do something together. And he drug him along. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for... To see how that works. And he's obviously going to be a huge part of the film. Mm -hmm. Um... I honestly feel like this is essentially what the first Suicide Squad movie should have been. And it's probably also why they're not worried about Will Smith. Yeah. And why they're essentially giving him the same role. I think it's almost like a slap in the face being like, hey, this is how you do it right. Like, essentially. Even though I will say I don't know if that's all... Because uh, well, you'd think deep down James Gunn didn't like the first Suicide Squad. I'd like to think that. I mean, I think so too, but I, yeah. al I also will say I do not feel like that was all David Ayer's fault. I mean, he no. has even come out and said that they fucked with his vision hard yeah. because of the reception of that first trailer, which was done by a music video company, yeah. and then they were hired to edit the rest of the fucking film. Yeah, because the movie was basically fucking like different music videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, the songs on there. It's all it was. Yeah. The soundtrack was good, but... Not needed. No. No, and that movie is watchable up to a certain point. It's watchable up into where, um, what's her fucking face? Amanda Waller. No, no, no. Enchantress. Yeah, Enchantress gets Gag. the heart. That's that's when it like goes downhill right there. Oh yeah, and I love Cara Delevingne, but no, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking dumb. Yeah, the Suicide Squad is not built to take those risks. 
Yeah, you can't put Suicide Squad up against like a supernatural like bad guy. It needed to be more grounded. Yeah. Like Starro is even a stretch a little bit, but it's still like yeah, it's not. I don't know, but that is a Constantine or Justice League Dark villain. Something yeah, it has to be like a magic on magic thing. Even Shazam would have been better fucking fit to do that. Yeah, not a uh, not just normal people basically. Yeah, and having the fucking what was the dude's name? Uh, her brother. Uh, Incubus. That was a fucking nothing addition. Yep. It was stupid. Yep. Quick question, though, just as a prediction. Are we getting any additional Diablo? That's going to be know. a big thing hanging because it was a real... I mean, like, I don't know if you acknowledge it at all or if you bring him back because he was, in a lot of people's minds, a small highlight of that film because he had one of the best arcs. He did. He was like one of the only ones with an arc. And um, he, it was somewhat redeemable. <laughs> I don't know. Because, well, James Gunn has said this is neither a sequel or a reboot. Is what he said. So I don't know what that means. And I don't know if you can bring characters back into it. So if it's not a sequel or a reboot. What, what the is fuck it? is it? Yeah. That's basically what he said. I mean, I, I, I have all the faith in the world in this guy. So I can't really bitch too much. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. Yeah. I mean... That's what America was built on. Yeah. So, I guess we just wait and see. August 6th or 8th? God damn. Let's see. Because I know it's a couple days after my son's birthday. I think it's the 8th. You might be right. Um, Jesus. I guess I just typed Wowzers. in uh, <laughs> release date. August 6th. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, I'll be there. I will be there for show. Yeah, boy. Also, just as a side note, to kind of close this out, because we don't have a real big tangent express set up for this week. No. <laughs> we kind of did that throughout the whole thing. Yeah, we did. It, it was all over the place. Um, But, did you hear what happened to Zack Snyder this week? Um, is it that Warner Brothers copyrighted the uh, picture that he posted on Vera of <laughs> Batman eating a Catwoman? <laughs> so, I don't even get why they would do go that far. It just shows petty. that the story was true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're petty. Especially because a lot of people raise the fact, or the opinion, at least, depending on how you want to go about this, um, that blocking that is downplaying woman's pleasure. And making women's pleasure seem taboo. Macabre. I don't know where you stand on that, but do you think that's an important subject that comics need, or comic shows need to ha- handle? I think. Or do you think they will going forward now? <laughs> I think that would have fit the tone of the show. Especially, yeah, that show. That show, Easily. I can see it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if it was something else, if it didn't need it, then no, but like this, you could, I could see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not something I expect them to throw into a fucking Batman movie. Because, no. No, there wasn't really any need for it, but it's an adult cartoon. It's yeah. Rick and Morty levels of, like, fucking self-awareness. So, yeah. it's not like it was done with, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, malice? Yeah, and it's not supposed to be some, like, a show that's taken serious. Like, the other Marvel, like, not Marvel, DC uh, animated movies are. They're more, a little more serious, yeah. I think. This one, no. This one's very, it's almost... Similar to, like, a Deadpool in a way. I mean, honestly, though, even, like, just because of the picture was The Dark Knight Returns, that kind of would have even fit in that universe. Like, with how dark and gro- like, gross it was. Because I think it was it was, it was was definitely rated R. Yeah, because there's, there's... It's a 
rough time. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, fucking... Joker literally kills himself by finishing his fucking neck breaking off. Yeah. With a batarang sticking out of his eye. So yeah, like, so why can't Catwoman get eaten out? <laughs> or, <laughs> I love how that's a sentence. Or Batman getting a blowjob. No, that's not a problem. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody... Nobody would even say anything. That's the sad part. Yeah, that, that, and I think that's the part that irritates people because... Why can't you have both? If you're going to do one, do the other. Yeah, because th- there are many moments in comics. Like, it is not okay. So it is not okay to show Batman eating out Catwoman. But it is okay to show Hank Pym bitch-slapping Wasp. Right. Uh, Janet Van Dyne in the comics. Yeah. That was a huge thing there for a while. Yeah. But he's still around. And they mm-hmm. still sold fucking Ant-Man toys. Yeah. So I don't get... <laughs> it's not like he's abusing her. Yeah, and plus, you gotta like realize the people that are watching these shows, they're not gonna be any little kids watching it unless their parents let them watch it, but yeah. for the most part, adults are watching it. Yeah. They can handle that kind of shit. Yeah. It, you can separate that from the other DC stuff. They literally give you the option on all these apps to set fucking age restrictions. Yeah. If you're not monitoring your kids, that's your fault. Yeah. I, I, I don't personally see the merit in blocking something like this. I know this is the second time we've talked about it, but it just gets more ridiculous. Yeah, and it's I think it's not going to stop here either, yeah. I'm sure. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's about all the time we have for this week, sir. So, if you guys don't mind, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and like any of the videos that you watch on there. And uh, make sure to go to our GoFundMe for butterfly the damned and the switch <laughs> yeah, you got it right got this it time. this time bam yeah we're getting near on that so uh nearer on that yes so any any uh donations are greatly appreciated definitely not expected but really help us out and then also if you don't mind follow us on apple podcasts and spotify and leave a like rate and subscribe on both of those it really helps us reach out to new viewers we appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time my name is anthony stevens damian labor this is the super thwack podcast we will see you guys next time Peace. Peace.